coming up. You asked us questions. We're going to give you some answers. Yes. Live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 77 of The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. You can visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your courageous host here, as always, every week. Otherwise, we wouldn't do this without me, Craig Williams. Today I'm joined at the table uh, with the person I always am until we find another person to take over Rhino's job, Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hey, guys. Well, then, of course, because he can come back to the table. Yeah. He can be that three-peat again. It sounded like it. you were booting me. No, we didn't repeat something three times. It's just we repeated that multiple times. But, yeah, we want him back. I will take my rightful place at the table. I think we just need to get, like, a ghost or something. A ghost? Yes. It's a great solution. Boot or really long cable to pull this over there. Yes, so we just. That's how the. Uh, I love going. we've got hand motions going in the, <laughs> in the studio. Back on today. the controls, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, happy birthday, Craig. Oh, thank you. That's right. You. Should we sing happy birthday? Nah. Okay, I got. <laughs> Shut that down real fast. <laughs> okay. So I wouldn't normally do this because, as everyone knows, I got really upset with Rhino. Rhino, are you moving the I camera do. while you're on that camera? <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at you in the little box. Our, fantastic. That's like, our fantastic there producer are. back there, Rhino Clavin. Yeah. You're yelling so, in my ear. <laughs> wh- uh, you know, obviously I hate birthdays. Well, not I don't hate birthdays. I don't like the fact that Rhino wants to celebrate his birthday for as long as he wants to. Um, but I, I wasn't having a bad morning necessarily. But I... You know, I woke up, I was tired, I didn't have my coffee yet, I was up way too late, um, but I, I woke up and got some messages while I was at my computer, and you won't probably be able to hear this, we in the room will, but it's, uh, you know, it's uh, Corey and Jolie's daughter, Finley, singing me happy birthday. Oh, sweet I'm that? actually... Tilt your microphone down. Yeah, I'm going to tilt my microphone down because it is so freaking adorable. Oh, hold on, let me boost your mic. Oh, applause, applause. That's an operatic birthday <laughs> serenade. She carries through that Mr. Carson nickname. Oh, yeah. my gosh. No, and so, uh, <laughs> of course, Carson. I'm really close with the kids. They, for some reason, Finley just started calling me Mr. Carson one day. and It stuck. It stuck. So, uh, I, I absolutely love it. So, I'm in a good mood today. Yeah, we cannot uh, top that. Yeah, we can't top that. So, thank you. I think you. your next no t-shirt's going to have to be a Mr. Carson t-shirt, yes. I think. <laughs> what was the What was we the thing we were saying? Like who is Mr. Carson? Who is Mr. Carson? Find out next episode. <laughs> um no, so we have a really great show. We are going to answer a lot of your questions. Uh, but before I do say, I do need to say uh, thank you out there to everyone who's been wishing me happy birthday and will continue to do it. Uh, it's I, I wish I had time to thank each and every one of you individually, but instead I'm going to waste my time doing other stuff. And those who haven't said it, you're garbage. I'm joking. Now, I, I, I will try to get it to all of it eventually. But um, uh, before we get started in this wild game that we call the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition, does anyone have anything to say? Housekeeping style. Gangnam style. Hey, you got to swallow the G's. Animal style. <laughs> no? Nope. It's another. Worked in another happy endings joke. Nope. We got nothing? That was my housekeeping, the happy endings joke. Okay. <laughs> No, I, I didn't write anything down. You're okay, no, that's fine. We don't have to have anything. We can just jump right into it. So, um, Gabby, we miss you. This one's for Gabby. <laughs> this one's for you. This one's for Gabby. Happy birthday. Her birthday is April 4th. <laughs> we'll sing it to her on April 4th. We'll get Finley as a special guest star. Happy birthday. 
Okay. Ridiculousness. Nonsense. JL, I'm sick of talking right now, so instead of starting the way I was going to start with the question, I might end off with that one for last. Okay. So do we want to jump off into a question? Absolutely. So we collected questions from Facebook and emails that you guys sent in. That's correct? Mm-hmm. I'm being accurate in the information that I am relaying. Uh, and we got this question from Andy front in Andy in Staffordshire UK. Uh, so this question came a long way. He wants to know is the amount of money that you pay for the VIP tour in Universal Hollywood worth it? He specifically says Hollywood. Oh, so essentially I said I didn't want to speak for a long time and now I'm the only one who has experience <laughs> on the say. first question. <laughs> Sorry about that. Fantastic. Uh so the VIP tour in Hollywood um, is slightly different from VIP tours at other uh, parks, whether it be Universal, Orlando, or uh, even Walt Disney World. So uh, a VIP tour out there is highly centered around the actual studio tour, which we have all done the studio tour. And I think and we, we loved it. We loved it. Even whenever you do get stopped for several minutes because a lady jumps out of your tram and urinates all Ooh, over the set of... Yeah. I, I sincerely regret that we did not have that moment on video. I know. <laughs> would have been perfect. It would have. Woman jumping from the tram, running into the movie set I wanted, I just to wanted relieve herself. Dawn, or... Oh, my God. I her actually think Dawn. her name is Dawn. Yeah. I wanted her reaction with the, like, her br- adult braces <laughs> running out of the tram. Not that, that I'm making so fun fantastic. of people with adult braces, That's, Eli, I but was, it's... Where it's she takes off just running after this woman who's... You know, trying to escape into the movie set to relieve oh, her. Yeah. No, she was trying to get back in is why Dawn took off after her. She was like, don't you get back yeah, in that don't trail. Don't you get back in. <laughs> don't you get back in. It, just everything that happened at that experience, as crazy it was that she jumped out, it was better that we got to be right in front of Dawn and watching her go through this saga. And then didn't we like blow a tire or something on that one too? Or we had a... There was the... When we were in Kong, something yeah, fell something from fell the tram. From, oh, but yeah, it was a it was a mug that came came out of the tram and then stopped the whole ride, uh, and um, we had to like circle around again. And then it was it. There was another thing too. We had like rep- that forty five minute tram tour became like an hour and a half. It was kind of amazing. It was incredible. So uh, yeah, it Hollywood the VIP tour. Although uh, it, you you still get the the tour. It's it's very similar in the sense that. You have your VIP tour guide, and they take you around to every attraction. But the first thing you hit in the morning is actually the the studio tour. And you get there bright and early. You're, first off, you don't have to ride in a normal tram car with everyone else. Uh, you get this luxurious bus Ooh. that is only, you know, it's for the size of your group. So it could be filled, slightly filled. But regardless, it's a private, more comfortable way. Uh, and... Instead of you do the pretty much the same route, except there are several times where you actually divert your path and you go into other areas. So like whenever I did the tour back in 2013, we got to go into uh, one of the rooms where they do the sound mixing on uh, in the post-production. So uh, they weren't doing one guy was kind of messing around, but they weren't doing anything too massive in there. But it was cool to see like how the executives sit inside and they see the screen and they have all the equipment in the back. And that was neat. And then the highlight of this part of the tour um, it, for me, at least, is you get to spend time going through the prop warehouses and seeing a lot of these things that have been featured in so many movies that you've watched before. Some really cool that they put on permanent display just because of how unique they were. Others, um, others not so much, but still really, really, really great experience nonetheless. Add that in with the costuming. It, worth it all for that alone. And then on days whenever you're really lucky, one that I, I didn't get to do uh, is – uh, a lot of times the VIP tour will actually take you 
into the section where the courthouse is. So everyone can take pictures in front of the mm. the courthouse scene. The of course the Back to the Future famous square right there. Uh, we got to go through some of the streets where they filmed uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Princess Diaries, uh, other places like that to kind of make up for it, but not as iconic as that. So, uh, long story short, with that, um, you also get a a free lunch. In that mix as well, which I remember the food being very good. I think they gave us some beer, too, with it, oh. uh, if my memory serves me correct. Regardless, the VIP tour, I think it is absolutely something you need to definitely do once, if not twice or multiple times. It wouldn't be the only way I would ever visit. Obviously, I've visited multiple times since then. I haven't done the VIP tour. However, I could definitely see it being worth it either the next time I go back or the time after that. I'm, I'm aching to do it again. I missed it, though. Did you say the price? I don't have the price off the top of my head. It's definitely a premium. However, it's not that bad as long as you're part of a bigger group. Is it in addition to park ticket? Or is it like if you're scheduling that, it includes a park no, ticket? It's, it's, Kim, it's your park ticket plus the VIP tour, kind of how they handle front of the line passes there where – you know, you can add that on later, but there's a front of the line pass there specifically where you buy it and it's already included instead of the separate confusion system yeah. that we have with Express and all that. So, again, long story short, VIP tour at Hollywood. It is absolutely 100% worth it. Uh, let us know how it goes if you end up doing it. I yeah. would love to go back and do it again. Me too. Yes. Out of curiosity, this was not. Um, curiosity asked killed by the cat. Andy Staffordshire, but um, for those who might be wondering about the Orlando version, do you feel like that one's worth it? The Orlando version? I've never been on a proper one of that. I've been on ones that we've done with... Media. uh, Well, with media and then uh, with like Dreams Unlimited Travel whenever we have our agent familiarization. I've done them like that. Uh, And those experiences aren't so much... A typical VIP tour... If you are in a private group, you just tell your guide what you want to do, and they make sure you have the best day of your life. Uh, The ones that you would just join another VIP tour group, I know those are more based around what the guide will take your advice on what you guys want to do. But because it's a group that you may not be familiar with, it's not as flexible. You might end up doing some things that you don't necessarily want to do. So it all just depends on how much you're willing to pay to get the big if you want to pay for the private group experience, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get a heck of a day. But I think it's also three thousand plus dollars. Something around that, two thousand plus. Ouch. I don't have the number off the top of my head. Uh, I mean you can add in a bunch of people with it. It's not just gonna be like five people doing it by themselves. That'd be absolutely ridiculous. But then again, a lot of rich families do that. Celebrities stuff like that. So All right. Yes. Absolutely. Should I ask the next one? Ask it away. Can Rhino answer this one? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Beats the piss out of me. (laughs) Okay. So, Jolene Ah. in Ohio. Jolene. 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 This is a musical episode today, huh? Wow. I went flat. I went way flat. Let's play Finley's song again. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so delicate. (laughs) So operatic. I loved it. Okay, anyway, back to Jolene. She wants to know how to leave official feedback for a universal employee that has done a good job. How do you do that? You just go to guest services. You tell them, remember their name, remember the attraction, and say, hey, I had some really great service today. I'd like to leave some feedback. And it, I, that's what I do at Disney. That's what I do at Universal. So I'm, ass- I'm hoping it makes it to them. I'm assuming that works. You work there, Craig. Yeah, absolutely it does. And of course, uh, just like Disney too, if you forget to do it while you're on your trip, if guest services is really busy and you, you don't have enough time to stand around and wait in the line, you can always email Universal later. Just go to their the contact section on their website. You'll be able to still leave the feedback. It'll get back to the right department. Um, so I something I highly recommend doing it, it as makes an employee makes at day. one point at Universal and Disney. It really does make your day whenever you get recognized by a guest. And honestly, the the, the trend is more negative feedback is left than positive. So it, you you got to think like the one positive you get 
it holds like 10 times the amount of weight as that. You know what I mean? It can wipe out those negative ones in just one comment. So uh, I'll flat out say it for Universal. Um, it also affects the potential for people to get raises oh. if they're a full-time or part-time. If they have a lot of positive comments, they have a better chance of getting more money out of it. So Good to know. They don't do that at Disney's. So that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's something I will also cover in the last question that I'm going to answer uh, as we go there. But yeah, and then another thing is uh, Universal has their uh, Ask Universal hashtag that you can use whenever you're tweeting. And uh, if you do that, I'm sure they would be able to also direct you to uh, a place where you could call even or do it contact online them in other ways. Something. Yeah. So always something to keep in mind. Cool. Good tip. Yes. All right, moving on. Megan Slocum yeah. had a question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she said, I'm wondering how Green Gots compares to some of the other rides in both parks. I've ridden Forbidden Journey and enjoyed it. I don't love the parts of the ride where you're moving and watching a screen move, but Forbidden Journey doesn't make me sick. So basically she's saying she's cool with Forbidden Journey. She'd like to know if we think that she'd be able to fare well on... Wow, I don't think that came out right. Not farewell, but... Farewell, Megan be okay on um green gots and does this at all um compare to the mummy as well jolene (laughs) (laughs) we've moved past jolene megan do you know any songs about megan i'm a girl named megan i'm writing one right now (laughs) i don't know it's terrible (laughs) sorry megan that's your song i just know in father of the bride too they named their daughter megan because at first steve uh, Martin is not happy that a girl named Megan is delivering his daughter because he thinks it's such a young person name. And then they name the baby Megan at the end of the movie. Hmm. Okay, perfect. Back to uh, Green Gots. <laughs> hey, man, you asked the question. <laughs> yes, did you uh, did you want to answer it or should I take this one? You could take it. Okay, Megan, my opinion is that if you are comfortable on Forbidden Journey, you're going to do just fine on Green Gots. Um, there are still the screens and it's still got 3d action and you are moving and you are on a track that is similar, um, in some respects to the mummy with it being somewhat roller coaster like. Um, but to me, and I am someone who's prone to motion sickness, especially simulated rides. Um, I have less trouble on green gots than I do on forbidden journey. So I'm thinking that you'll be okay. Green Gots is much more, uh, I think it's less simulator-ish than um, Forbidden Journey is. I think I I misunderstood that question. I thought she was asking how it relates to the other rides in the park, not the other Harry Potter ride. That's why I was Well, she specifically asked for us to compare it to, uh, to compare Green Gots to Forbidden Journey and The Mummy. But the main question was whether we thought that she would be okay on that ride. And she, in order to give us some type of, point of reference she was saying she does all right on forbidden journey yeah i if you're fine on forbidden journey i think you're fine for everything else i that's the one that people get sick on the most i don't know i i take dramamine every time i go to the park um and i'm at the point though where my body has memorized the motion of forbidden journey so it doesn't affect me really anymore as much um but i mean i would think that you'd be the mummy doesn't well, bother me at all. The mummy that, doesn't bother you know. me. Um, I'll be honest. I get more sick on Despicable Me and The Simpsons than I do on Green Gods. The Simpsons makes me the most sick of all the rides. I want to kind of tie this into something else that I can't remember. If I, th- I want to believe it was sent to us on Twitter, but uh, some website, I think Hello Giggles, wrote an article about how Forbidden Journey in Hollywood was having such a big problem with I saw that. getting motion sickness and uh, throwing in like the whole 3D aspect of it. Um, the fact that it's 3D, I don't think it's really having an effect on increasing the amount of motion sickness in that attraction. Because uh, we've seen like there's plenty of 3D simulators now where it's very similar forbidden journey yes might be one of the most intense ones but i doubt that that little extra bit is going to trigger someone uh from being motion sickness where they weren't before if it wasn't 3d so i I think the thing in hollywood is they just haven't had to deal with or an attraction like that ever before so they're not used to it yet because 
I'll be honest, there is nothing quite like experiencing Forbidden Journey on a hot summer day where people are chugging butter beers in the line, eating turkey legs, and then, you know, just letting the heat get to them. And then they make it onto the ride where they go from this hot outdoor section all of a sudden to being in air conditioning. That starts to play with their system. Mm -hmm. And then they go through that ride. Uh, it's just, it's a puke machine. The ride is a 100% puke machine and 3d isn't, it might have a tiny effect on that, but overall it's not. And that's something that we learned out in Florida here really quickly. It was that people are just going to throw up on this thing. It's that's what it does. They're learning that now in Hollywood. And I feel much sympathy for all the team members out there who are having to finally deal with it. Uh, cause here's a great bit of information on it. There is not a single one of those benches in Orlando that has never been thrown up on. Oh, thank you. And I would even argue at this point, there is not a single seat on that attraction that probably hasn't been thrown up on at any point in time. So think about that one as you're sleeping at night trying to get ready for Universal the next day. Or don't. Or don't. (laughs) Or don't. But yeah. So keep that in mind. All right, now Angie Martin Schwartz says, we are more of the Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party types and not as interested in Halloween Horror Nights, but they're planning on going to Universal Studios in the fall. Mm -hmm. She would like to know, are any of the Halloween Horror Nights props visible during the day? Because she worries that her 10-year-old daughter might be a bit freaked out if they are. I think this is, we've answered this question before. We have once before. We'll answer it again, though. Okay. Uh, it's not overtly blatant. A lot of the more disgusting, gruesome props, they hide away during the day so you don't see them. But uh, some stuff they can't move because it's just it's just too big. Like the destroyed car in the alley. It'll, it'll just be like kind of like, oh, it looks like we're in a disaster movie more than a horror movie. Exactly. So they are very – they try to be very respectful in regards to what props are left out. So you should be fine. Rhino manages to get through it, and he's a scared little baby. I am. It's true. It's true. All right, and yes. um, Donna Pierce was wondering, this is a really short question, leaky cauldron or three broomsticks? Uh, again, something I think we've answered multiple times before. Uh, I will say my opinion, and then you guys can go on leaky cauldron without a doubt. It's just more interesting, more unique. It's better for me. I agree. I think they took bigger risks in the food there, and therefore I like about both good places. But I just, if I had to pick one or the other, I would my vote in the group would be for Leaky Cauldron. Yes, JL. We're gonna have to go with what you guys say because I don't have a preference. Honestly, hmm. I like them both. Hmm. The end. Interesting. Okay. Very Somebody else has to ask a question for a few minutes. Okay, because you got to pull up the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. So. Um, where was the one that I was going to first pull? I plum forgot. That happens. Okay. I wonder where that saying came from. How about this one? Darcy Barry Vest wanted to know if there's character dining. And if so, have we done them? And would we recommend them? Yes, there is character dining. So the big character dining that you can do is... Uh, at Universal Studios Florida, it's the Universal Superstar Character Breakfast that happens at Cafe La Bamba, uh, the, the mostly abandoned restaurant that you'll walk past leaving Hollywood heading towards Kid Zone and Springfield that you wonder what, what, what do they do there? It's never open. Well, they do the breakfast there in the morning, and then I believe they are back into testing it as a VIP lunch option similar to what I talked about in the Hollywood portion. So don't know if it's going to stick or not. Irregardless. Uh, yes, they do have that one. And then I believe they also do a character breakfast on s- or dinner on select days at um, the, the one restaurant in Royal Pacific, the Islands. We're going to start singing Polynesian Uh, songs. I thought it would come to me in the meantime while I was doing it. So have you, either of you guys done a character breakfast? Um, I have. It was a few years back, but it was actually not in the 
Parks. It was in Gaylord Palms. And it was, um, I forget the name of that restaurant in Gaylord Palms where they do the character breakfast. Well, yeah, but that was the Grinch. It's not. But at a Universal Studios? Universal. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was but it was Universal. It was the Grinch. It was the uni- Okay, blah, so the blah, Grinch blah, was blah. over there for ice, and they did him over. Or <laughs> I, I, you you've confused me. The <laughs> Islands Dining Room okay. will also do a uh, will do a character breakfast every Sunday. I've never done a character breakfast over there, and yeah, I guess sorry. Seasonally, the Grinch will do their breakfast um, whenever it comes December. Uh, I've I've never done one. It's not that it hasn't ever interested me, interested me, something like that. Uh, I've, I've just never gotten around to it. I'm not really a morning person. so. You know what I lied? At Gaylord Palms, it wasn't the Grinch. I just remembered it was Shrek. Sorry. Because it was DreamWorks characters, so it didn't, it didn't really have anything to do with Universal, I don't think. Except that Shrek's in Universal. So anyway, but, moving on. But he's a non-Universal This is why property. I'm asking the questions and not answering them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. Were you no, still, were you I haven't still? been to any either. Okay. I, I like this one. This one comes from George Tomas. Mm-hmm. I hey, believe George. that's how you would pronounce that. Does it have a tilde? T- Tomas? No, no tilde. Oh. Jorge Tomas, uh, I haven't been to Universal Orlando since the first year it opened, and I found it a cold experience compared to Disney. Do you think with the vast changes throughout the years, they got a little closer to the Disney experience? Is George familiar with our show? Jorge Thomas. It's not Jorge. It's actually George. Jorge is spelled differently. He or. I do have a friend who spells his name like Jorge, but he goes by George. But I honestly, like, I feel like our entire show is based around the fact that Universal is on some levels outdoing Disney at this very moment in time. I will be so bold and say that. So, yes, George, it's much better. Please come back. Try it again. Let us know what you think. I'd like to see if it's a little bit of a warmer experience for you now. Jenny Lynn up. Um, I agree with Rhino, although not as strongly, but I do feel like there are some things about uh, Universal that are very close to the Disney experience. Um, well, I guess in some ways, I think that there have been some... Okay. I'll break that pencil. I am just really stumbling over my own words today. I'm going to be a little bit bold and say that I think that the Harry Potter stuff, more specifically Diagon Alley, is just as good, possibly better, than some of the Disney experience. I'm going to stop you there. Better than any Disney experience. Better than any Disney experience. No, yeah. Well, you're talking to the girl who, like, I used to eat, sleep, and breathe Disney, so... And you're talking to the dude right next to you who does the same thing. Uh, (laughs) I moved down here specifically to work at Disney World. Okay, I moved down here to be near Disney World. So I love, love, love Disney. Um, But yes, I would say Diagon Alley is every bit like the Disney experience and yes. Okay. Craig, you're right. Better. And I will still say this. I think I've said it a hundred times. I will say it again. In my opinion, forbidden journey can't be touched by anything else in Orlando at this moment in time. I think it is the best attraction in Orlando, but, and that includes anything coming from Disney. So I, but overall all the whole park, I can't say that I feel that way about, the, the entirety of the Universal Parks. I see this is such a it's a hard way that George phrased it here, uh, calling it a cold experience. I obviously wasn't here for those years. I never got to experience them. Just uh, me. I came in after the first Wizarding World was open, obviously, and I don't I never got that experience that it was anything less than warm. I walked into the park to Islands of Adventure specifically for the first time before I got into Universal Studios. And, you know, obviously there was a lot of Imagineers that left Disney and went and worked on islands. Uh, and it, it clearly shows because I walked in there and I said this, why haven't I been here before? Mm-hmm. Uh, the studios, whenever I first uh, started going there. Obviously, it was in a different place. It's it's come a long way and is still going a lot further. Uh, but honestly, I think Disney is now trying to catch up to that same warm experience that Universal has taken away from them. They are trying really hard. The Magic Kingdom, 
that is a different entity. Yes. That we can't, because that has so much nostalgia. It has so, it, it is the ultimate family park. If we are talking about the other parks, though, if we're talking about Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, put those up against Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios Florida and say which is which gives you more of that warmth to it, that more uh, that more engaging experience, 100%, in my opinion, uh, Universal wins that round. That's not to say Disney can't fix it. Mm-hmm. They absolutely can. And I think they're on the right track with the changes they're making at Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Epcot is another beast that they are going to have to deal with at some point in time because that park re- loses relevancy as every day goes on. And I love it. I, I love Epcot. I love everything about it. But unfortunately, Soren, I think some of the changes that they're making are going to make it. I mean, they'll. For. Never mind. I don't even yeah. want to get into Frozen it, it, being in World Showcase. That just makes me cranky. Yeah, it, it's all tough. But Soren around the world is not going to be enough to beat anything. I think it, it's kind of it's a laughing matter at that point. It's a new movie. It's something. It's why Universal invests so heavily in simulators because things can be updated and changed with and adding in these new elements like that. So it's. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Something needs to change with Epcot. I, again, Magic Kingdom aside, Universal beats the other parks right now in their current state. And that's just my opinion. George. (laughs) I think I kind of just stand where I, like I said, like I I totally get what you're saying. And I, I agree with some of it. Anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, we'll move on. I actually want to jump in and say another one because this kind of goes I – w- I want to keep on this Disney line here. Um, Are you doing errands? Yeah, I'm doing errands. Do you want to read it? Sure. Aaron HM asked us, after listening to the discussion about tier ticket pricing at Disney, is it inevitable that tier pricing will come to Universal Orlando? And will it affect special events like Mardi Gras, where particular concert performers and dates could demand peak prices, while other performers, such as Pitbull – um, <laughs> thank you. First off, Universal thank you. begs you to come in for free. Clearly, Aaron is a fan of us because, or you, or me, because he would not put in Pitbull. He put that in for your benefit, for <laughs> sure, <laughs> to catch your eye. It did. It got it. Mm-hmm. So first, they like zooms in on it. <laughs> Pitbull. Well, I think one, of, stop. <laughs> one thing that we should talk about here is Disney did inter, uh, just introduce tier pricing here, but that's actually following the steps of Universal Hollywood introducing it over on the West Coast for their Harry Potter stuff opening up. Yeah, and uh, obviously, for people who didn't pay attention to that whole string, uh, Disney went the opposite route of universal hollywood and with their tiered pricing they announced that the lowest price would be the current prices mm-hmm. and it would only go up and it from was there gonna jack it up from there for whereas hollywood seasons. their most peak price was their current ticket price and their seasonal tickets would be dropped dropped which so there's actually what universal did them. right exactly over in hollywood the the guests are actually saving money at this point as opposed to, you know, paying the straight current price. Yeah. Whereas with Disney, nobody's saving anything. It's just if you're coming in peak season now, you're paying even more. Yeah. And, okay, so this is tough. Uh, well, Hollywood did a did a thing that they're driving their attendance, whereas the ones here are trying to mellow the attendance. So they're trying to stop it from peaking, whereas in Hollywood, I, I feel like they're doing the opposite, where they're trying to drive the slow times yeah. up. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, let's it's be real. Thing. Hollywood isn't as popular as coming out here. Hollywood, you know, people go to Disneyland. Uh, I, I've been to Hollywood enough times now to know that it's a lot of – every time I've been there, it's been a lot of Japanese tourists, a lot of tour groups coming in, and uh, then a lot of, like, teenagers and other stuff, uh, other kind of age groups right around that, probably very local to that area. So – I. I don't think they have that great uh, that great following like Disneyland does in that area. It's just not quite as big. Um, so I think they do want to drive more people in. And with the Wizarding World, that's going to help them out a lot. Do I think that they are going to go to tiered price at, at Universal Orlando eventually? 
yeah, because Disney World's doing it, if Disneyland's doing it, if Hollywood's doing it, why? Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't they do it? Well, so here's something to consider. All of the ticket prices tend to be on par with one another because another park isn't going to admit that they're less of a value yeah. than the other. Now, Disney having jacked up its prices in peak season to $124 for a one-day ticket. Um, over in Hollywood, you mentioned how um, when they introduced it, they brought the price down. But in order to be online with Disney here, they're going to have to bring those prices up, correct? Do you think I, that's what's going to happen? Here is the one place that I am not quite positive on. Disney, although there will be people who will pay for that peak ticket price, which of course now is only on one day tickets that it does that swell. So it's it's only affects so many people. The one as much as I think Universal is going to adopt it, I think at the same time, if they're smart and they adopt it, they will either A not do a tier pricing that high or they would take the Hollywood route and try to drop their their uh, slow season prices a little more, trying to drive attendance in. Because if Disney goes all across the board, tier tiered pricing gets more expensive, more and more and more expensive there, especially during the peak seasons. Regardless of all the new things that have come out, it's going to start pricing people out of that mm-hmm. that budget of going there. Where if Universal just keeps serving that product that's affordable, that you are getting so much bang for your buck like you are right now, they're, they're going to make a killing. Uh, Universal is doing all the right stuff right now to drive in traffic. We didn't, we didn't get to ride on our float this past weekend, for anyone wondering. Uh, and I understand now why. Because Fallout Boy was there. We knew Fallout Boy was there. Mm-hmm. That's why we asked to be on the floats that night. However... Universal highly, highly, highly did not think about how popular that night was going to be. Were you following it on social media? No, I did not. Yeah. It, the park closed to capacity. Wow. So yeah. is that their most popular Mardi Gras event, or did they close to capacity when Kelly Clarkson was here, too? I don't think they – I don't remember seeing signs on the way out for that, but multiple people were saying, I guess you could get into the park and go to some of the attractions, but if your specific goal is to go there and watch the concert – they would not let you in near that. They said there was too many people there. Wow. I have never seen that happen. And, you know, we we laugh when we talk about Disney World and some of the concerts they bring in, something like that. Disney hasn't had that problem, nor will they ever have no. that problem. Just congratulations to Universal on that, to being able to pull in that kind of act and getting that many people excited. There was 300 people waiting in line and for the concert 30 minutes into the start of the day. And it's still a fr- it's a free concert. It's still a free it's concert. It's a free concert. Matt Lewis showed up and he was riding on one of the Mardi Gras floats that night. Awesome. Matt Lewis? Yeah. He just like flew in to do was he here? <laughs> I, I don't know if he, he was here or whatever, but everyone was posting pictures of him riding what? on one of the floats. He was riding on the he was riding on he's the, the I was, 4th he's, of July float. He's the reason why we didn't get on the float. <laughs> Probably. He was a he was a Brit on a United States float, and I have a problem with that. I have a problem. I have a problem with that. America. Uh, all joking aside, no, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, they are doing everything right. Well, so I don't know if tiered pricing is necessarily something they need to do because people are coming. Yeah, they could gouge them for more money. But, no, but at he, the same time, Universal, has they've raised their prices so slightly, but they're actually giving so many new well, here's, experiences here's the coming thing. from it. I've got an idea. Like, what if they're going to do the – so, you know, we talk about how they always raise their prices in response to or Disney raises their prices in response to whatever – so now they're going to know on what days Disney has jacked up their price. And if they change the tier pricing, maybe they lower their price on those days a little bit. And they start, you know what I mean? Like pulling the audience away from Disney because they're saying like, well, on those days, our parks are less busy. So come over here. You know what I mean? It's an opportunity for them. Yeah, I, uh, they've just got opportunities galore. So, uh, yes, eventually they probably will adopt it. Can't say when. Can't say how it'll be, but... I bet it'll sense. be 30 minutes after this show's over. Yep. And then I'm just... There goes my birthday. <laughs> Doing work all day. First all the announcements this morning. Now that. 
So, JL, why don't we pick out another one? Okay. If we shall. Okay. Shall we? I thought Michelle Brown had a good one. She wants to know what are the perks of having an annual pass? They took advantage of the buy two days and get a third free offer. Um, Jolene. (laughs) Jolene, you are a popular girl today. (laughs) Um, We are talking about Michelle now, not Jolene. Oh, Dolly Parton song named Michelle. (laughs) Okay. Actually, there is Is a Beatles song, Michelle. Well, sing that one because we've moved on to Michelle. I. Jolene's one of those. Anytime I hear... My bell. Yes. Okay, you're going to go with that. I'll keep going with Jolene. We'll do a mashup now. Okay. But can we talk about annual passes? Yeah, we can talk about annual passes. They want to know the perks. Is Is it worth it? They did the two days, third free offer, which is better... I say okay. So I have a friend back home, and uh, she visits me like once, usually like Nicole. What's up? Um, and uh, she'll visit. I don't know, two or three times a year. She comes down. She's a f- Disney fanatic, and she just she last year though was like, you know, I'm just going to invest in the annual pass for Universal because she loves Harry Potter and all that stuff. And I have watched her like use that thing. Like she has gotten her money's worth out of that more than anything, and. Um, I don't know. I have the premier or preferred premier, whatever the top level pass is. And, um, I don't want any of the other ones ever again, because it gave me the free ticket to Halloween Horror Nights. I can just valet whenever I'm there. And yeah, I tip the guy, but whatever. I also like, sometimes it makes my life a lot easier to be able to like, where you valet is like right at the end of city walk, like right where it begins. So you can just get out and go in and there's no lines for security down there. Um, and, uh, you get discounts on merchandise, discounts on food. I don't know. Exclusive. You get the water bottles and stuff. You also get, I think um, it's worth it. At least at the level we have, we have the, you have the same one I do. Yeah. The, the premier, the premier the, level, you get one you night get, of Halloween Horror Nights. Wait, I, did I you mention that. Express Pass? No, after I didn't. 4 after 4 p.m., yeah. after 4 p.m., you get an Express Pass if Absolutely. you have that annual pass, which I love for my kids because we can go on a day after they get out of school. We pop in there and, you know, Express Passes are expensive. They, this level of annual pass comes with it after a certain hour in the day. I think it's fantastic. On it, for the fact that you just said you, it didn't cost you a penny to upgrade to an annual pass. That right there, it doesn't matter. Right, just it's, get it because then you get the discount. Yeah, it's. I, I can't say anything bad about being an annual pass holder at Universal. Uh, I, I think it's great, and I think someone else asked somewhere along the line a question about uh, the annual pass and whether or not they should get it. And yeah, it, I highly recommend the premiere specifically because of the Halloween Horror Nights uh, ticket that you get. Keep in mind. You cannot use that on Saturday nights of the event. I believe only the other nights of the week. Um, so as long as you can make use of it at least once, it's it's great. It's highly fantastic. Uh, plan it around a night where they do the AP passes, uh, whatever it was. I can't even remember at this point. It, it's good. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Okay, I have another question. Yeah. This one's from Sarah. Would you like I, to sing I that skip song? This one. You don't want okay. I want to yeah. I want to skip hers just because I don't because of the back half of the question. Okay. The front half I could answer, but not the back half. Would so we'll like, save that to another one. Would you one. at least like to sing her a song? Sarah, Sarah, isn't that no time is a good time for goodbyes? Right? Am I alone in the eighties? I never heard that song. All right, Sarah. I tried to do you justice. Moving on. Go ahead. What's what do you what, what do you want to cover next? I saw it somewhere. I did see it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Did you see it? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Um, oh, this one's a funny one. Uh, it's not really funny in that sense. Uh, this one comes from Mark Craig. This is going to be a one-word answer. Two words, maybe. Three. We'll go with three. Four. I'll give myself four. In April, my family is traveling to Georgia. My wife, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and I are contemplating leaving our newborns with grandparents and heading to Universal. If we arrive at opening, is it possible to enjoy both Wizarding Worlds and Jurassic Park before three-ish? We will need to be back to St. Simon's Island to put our kids to bed. Are we crazy or just bad parents? Uh, Okay, let's minimize the amount of words. Not crazy. 
potentially bad parents, you should be able to get it done. That's not four words. Okay, three statements then. <laughs> <laughs> three sentences. Three sentences. Uh, it is, it's not crazy. Mm-mm. It's only a St. Simon's Island. I believe that's a three and a half hour ride-ish. Somewhere along that. I know we passed it on the way to Savannah. 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 I say go for it. I am a mom with three kids, and I regularly enjoy the parks without them, and I don't think you need to feel guilty about that. Yeah, especially in April. I mean, yeah, you might, depending on the day, whatever, you might still have some uh, spring breakers in town, but regardless, just the two Wizarding Worlds and Jurassic Park, absolutely. You'll get it done. And yeah, I can't speak on your parenting skills. I, I mean, I, I, you're I will, okay, Mark. I'm gonna call you a bad parent. What just, if they, no? What fun. if they want to consider this a date? Then it's fine. I think if they call it a date, that's okay, and they can do this guilt free. But I like the I like that Mark invited us to let him know he was a bad parent. <laughs> I never get that opportunity. In fact, most of the time, I defend myself saying I'm not a parent, so I can't really speak on this behalf. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you, Mark, you're a bad parent. Don't listen to him, Mark. He's What's just that? being dramatic for entertainment value. No, it's not entertaining. If anyone finds me entertaining, then they need a lobotomy. <laughs> okay. uh, no, you're you're fine. Yeah, it, it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. You will probably, unless you add more on, you will probably spend more time in the car than you will actually at Universal. But do it. I would love to be able to do that one day to say that I went from Georgia to Universal and back in a day. But I'll always live here so that. I have one that um, Rhino should answer. Mm-hmm. It should be so it's from quick. Jay? No, it's from Don, Don Winslow. It should okay. be quick and to the point. We've sort of talked about this before, but I figure maybe he can just. Ready? Don't go into details. Just. Give Just the give list. us a list. You've Ready? given it before. Give it again. Don Winslow wants to it. know, as a newbie to Universal with motion sickness issues, are there any rides that should be in- avoided? Just name them. Um, well, I don't want to say you should avoid them because some of them are the best ones. So, but she I'm going to say... motion sickness issues. So from that perspective, which ones should she avoid? Uh, really? Don, you got to... If you... I don't know... If you don't take Dram, does Dramamine work for you? Does it not work for you? If it does work for you, the ones that you're still going to have trouble with, even if you've taken Dramamine, is The Simpsons, maybe Spider-Man, maybe not, um, and uh, hmm, The Cat in the Hat, um, and possibly Men in Black, Alien Encounter. But if you're a good shot, you won't have that issue because your, your cart will not spin around. So just make sure you hit the other carts red button i would say those are the only ones with dramamine that you would potentially have a problem with if you're not taking dramamine because it doesn't work for you like my mother gets motion sickness then i would enjoy it i would avoid forbidden journey probably gringotts um simpsons spider-man simpsons man in black despicable me despicable me for sure um probably i i would avoid rip ride rocket but i don't i don't know to it depends but there's still plenty of stuff there for you to do, even if you get the motion sickness, you know? Like, like I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. I want to read off the last ones, JL. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. So uh, first, this one is more a question about the future of what we're going to do. But Aaron, our good friend Aaron that we've already gone to once, we'll go to him again. As a 90s kid, I was surprised to see Nickelodeon is going to make a Legends of the Hidden Temple TV movie, right? Right? It made me flash back to my one and only visit to Nickelodeon Studios during my first visit to Universal with the Slime Geyser Gack and the Mock Double Dare show. Although it's now the Blue Man Group Theater, would Nickelodeon Studios be considered for a Hall of Fame vote with its history of producing classic childhood favorites like Double Dare, Guts, Clarissa Explains It All, and Wienerville? Uh, yeah, obviously, we're going to try to get to all the attractions, even ones we haven't experienced by doing great research through uh, other people's videos on YouTube, uh, <laughs> stuff like that, articles, whatever we can. Uh, I, but I can already say, without a doubt, it will be voted into the Hall of Fame whenever it does. I think the voting wrapped up actually today for what was the last ride we did? Attraction? E.T., wasn't it? E.T., I cried. Yeah. yeah, E.T. made it in. Yeah, I'm guessing wasn't... unanimously. Yeah, I don't uh, see how that wouldn't be. 
So, yeah, we will get to it eventually. I think it's awesome that they're doing the TV movie uh, with Legends. And, uh, you know, I always love reminiscing about some good old 90s Nickelodeon. Oh, absolutely. Can't beat it. Cannot beat it. I actually have photos from uh, the Nickelodeon studio. Oh, very nice. I'll have to see if I can dig them up if we're going to do that later. Thank you. No, I'd appreciate that. I need you to. You'll have to get out your scanner. My old scanner. scanner. Uh, JL, do you see the one right above from Jay Paco? Can from you Lacey Camille Post? Is that the one? Which one? From Lacey Camille Post? No, from Jay Paco. Oh, hey. You... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant one up from yeah. Jay Paco. Read that one real quick. I okay. like that one. All right. He says. Love watching and listening to the podcast while I procrastinate on my homework. I was wondering how much tension there really is between Disney and Universal because Universal has let Disney film at their studios in Hollywood. Disney movies such as Princess Diaries, National Treasure, and Pirates of the Caribbean were filmed at Universal. How does Universal allow this if they're rivals with Disney? Thanks again, Rhino JL and Ed Sheeran for always keeping me entertained. Sorry, I meant Craig. Kiss me. <laughs> I thought we were going to keep me in the pocket of your red jeans. Rhino, were you listening to the question? No. He wants to know <laughs> how much tension there is between Disney and Universal because Universal allows Disney to film some movies in their park. Do they? What movies? What Disney movies? Oh, in Hollywood. I, I was like, what Disney movies were filmed here? Because I'm pretty sure Bring It On was a Universal movie. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy starring in The Tooth Fairy Part 2. Oh, God. That um, didn't happen at Universal. No, I mean it's a movie studio. It doesn't work like that. Like, yeah, they're in, they're all in it for their own best interest. But it in Hollywood, it doesn't work. It's just who's ever got the space. They rent the space to whoever. It's not kind of like f you. We don't want you to be in here. They want the money. So that's the correct answer. It's money thing. Uh, Universal has a very historic and a very 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 iconic backlot in terms of their their city streets obviously the courtyard square we already mentioned with back to the future and then uh specifically the section where princess diaries was filmed as well as pirates of the caribbean uh that whole area is used in just so so many things um and the believe the square where they filmed parts of shinovia that's the name of the place, right? Shinovia? Genovia? Genovia. A bit of a harder G. Sorry, I have never watched Princess Diaries. You're a filthy liar. No, I am 100% <laughs> true. I have never watched it. I've never watched I can't it. Talk to you right um, Genovia. So, Genovia. Uh, Do yourself a well, favor. See, I stood where Genovia was at one point in time. So, at least I have that up on you. Uh, Nobody cares, yeah, you it, arrogant it, bastard. The, these areas, there's nothing like it. Disney would have to spend so much time and money recreating these scenes in one of their sound stages if they wanted to use it. So that's why they have to go to the people who already have it. It's the same reason. Warner Brothers has so many sound stages, so they have another iconic uh, whole city square. You, if you watch the Grease thing on Fox. You obviously got to see a lot of the Warner Brothers lot in that too. It's just you have to go to where it's already being it's already built at. Uh so no, there's there's no tension. Universal will take Disney's money all they day. They filmed uh, scenes of the Winter Soldier, right? In the in the skyscraper area of the Backlot tour mm-hmm. at Hollywood, Universal Hollywood. So that's an example right there too of a current Disney movie that they it's are all, still filming there. It's all good. So that if you got that Skrilla, it's all good. Yep, yeah, Mad Skrilla. Uh, I have one, Michelle Brown. Um, no, no, didn't. we are done. Okay, <laughs> we are done. With Sorry, Michelle. The, we'll catch you next time. We, we already answered one of Michelle's questions. No, but she had some good questions. Yeah, she had some good questions. We will get we will get to the other one too. Um, because, well, I'll just throw this out there real quick. We're not going to answer the questions. Uh, part. I guess I'll answer the first crap. We'll just do it. Michelle wanted to know about buying park merchandise once you've returned home. Select items can be found at universalorlando.com. Go to their shop. What is available, a lot of it, Harry Potter stuff. Uh, You will be able to have it shipped to your home. Staying on property, will it deliver packages to your room? Yes, they will deliver it as you're staying on property there. And finally, what are the characters you can meet? We will, I swear, we are going to get to that episode eventually. We just got to meet all the characters first so then we can actually bring it out to you as we wanted to. So stay tuned to that one in the future. Uh, but this show, I'm going to wrap it out. Uh, 
just a <laughs> little bit of a... tell me you're rapping. Rapping <laughs> him. Rapping uh, Yo, yo, yo. Okay, uh, I regret it. Just, just oh, you mean gonna, rapping like... I'm going to drop yo, a beat what's here. Up, Actually, JL, you drop the beat. I'll rap about this. Boom. <laughs> God, you are awful I at that. I can't do that. Um, you are just terrible. <laughs> Remember we asked Sorry, Siri to do it before? Yeah, was not we did. My boots thing. and cats and boots 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 and cats and boots. I get asked a lot about what my experience was working at Universal. They want to know how it was as a team member being there. So I'm going to try to wrap that up as briefly and as easily as I can because I'm getting sick of being asked it. No, I... I'm not getting sick of it. I understand that people want to know. It's something that we care about. I mean, especially for people, they're living vicariously through us in a lot of these circumstances. Wanted to know about our time as cast members, my time as a team member. Uh, luckily, I have the experience of being working at both Disney and Universal. So, uh, And obviously, my experience at Disney, for those who know my story, is not as happy as my Universal one. Uh, but experiences nonetheless. And I think... Rhino would probably agree with me a little bit on my outlook at Disney. Uh, Universal caught me off guard. I figured it was going to be the same corporate structure as Disney and the same working structure as Disney, which is at Disney, a lot a lot of people think that you're this one big happy family there that everyone loves each other, that you're all part of this great big group. You're all working together for one thing. That's not the case. It, I worked at Test Track, and the amount of coordinators that I had above me, which those are basically the shift managers that are the first ones that talk to guests if they have a problem. I had so many of them working in my area because that area included uh, the seas, Spaceship Earth, Energy, uh, mission space and test track. So, you know, they had to have multiple ones a day to fill shifts. So there was just so many people up above me in that level that you barely got to know any of them. And then the next step went up to manager and it, w it just got even worse because they don't talk to the college program kids or anyone coming in. Uh, they were, they were just always too busy. Um, didn't care because most of them would be gone and never come back. Am I wrong about that? No, you're that's 100% uh, right. So then moving along with that, it's just a lot of the cast members that I worked with were either college program kids or it was locals who were retired or it was locals who were laid off somewhere else so they had nothing else to do but go work at Disney. And so they didn't care. It's a, because some of the college program kids come in and you know they they are working for their dream company. Finally, they're getting a chance to do it. Others are just there for a party. And then you find out that not a lot of the people care like you thought they did all along. Universal, I expected it to be absolutely the same because I figured it's universal. There's not that connection. There's not, there's not the same one. I was blown away from the instant where I – get to the attraction and on my day one of being at forbidden journey i already met three of the three or four of the leads that would be like the the shift managers there and watching out something that eventually i became so i met most of them right away on day one something that i probably didn't do at disney in my entire time being there same thing with managers i was introduced to both of my managers on day one and at the ride we call them supervisors there I met both of my supervisors on the first day, and they were the only supervisors there. Sometimes there'd be other ones that would come in the land, but if I need, if I had a problem, if I needed a day off like really quickly, something urgent came up, those are the ones I'd go to. You got that interaction right away. So after just days being in Universal, I already felt like I had more of a connection to the people I was working for than I did at my entire time at Disney. And that... That never changed. Universal actually took care of us. They, and I was there before it was even Comcast. Comcast acquisition all happened while I was there. And so once they came in, things got even better. The opportunities to move up were actually greater. At Disney, 
you have people that are there for 10 years trying to cut it to make that coordinator level that they can never get there because yep. there's someone who's worked there for 15 years. Um, there's you, you hear those stories about Disney executives working their way up from janitorial. Well, they don't get to there until they've already worked for the company for like 20 years. Universal, I I've watched. Friends and it's not there. always well deserved either. Exactly, it's it's just a it's a like a, a seniority, yeah, politics seniority, baloney. Yeah, and I've watched friends at Universal work there for three years and already be on full time salary, making you know five digit in the thirty thousand above. That way, that that doesn't happen at Disney. Uh, nope, they. It was just everyone was more of a family because there wasn't that. There wasn't so many employees who just got lost in there. And the one thing that was really bizarre to me that I never expected, but uh, again, Disney, a lot of people, they felt that connection there. And I think a lot of that has to do with like me personally. It was with Walt. I wanted to work for that company that Walt created, Walt was a part of. And Universal obviously doesn't have that. Everyone doesn't look up to like Carl Lamell and say, I want to work for the great park that Carl Lamell inspired. They have a passion for the the attraction you're working at. It it's much different. I watched multiple attractions close. I our good friend Shane, when he when I first met him, it was because Jimmy Neutron I think it was Jimmy Neutron at yeah, that time. Yeah, that's correct. That closed. He's the, the back hat of attraction. There were so many people that got kicked out of Jimmy Neutron, sent to Forbidden Journey, and they were distinctly disappointed for being kicked out of Jimmy Neutron that I I couldn't wrap my mind around it. People <laughs> had that much of a passion for this attraction. Same thing happened when Jaws closed. These skippers, they took they took their they oh, very seriously. They took it all very seriously. They they had an emotional part of this. And that's what that's what I saw too, because it, it goes beyond just the attraction. It goes into the movie. The people who worked at Jaws, they watched they watched those movies over and over again. At Harry Potter, that's that's how we were at Forbidden Journey. The day that the DVD Blu-ray came out for seven part one. I can remember our break room. Everyone was kind of huddled around whoever brought a tablet to watch it on and portable DVD players back then. Good God. So long ago. And you're a caveman. And then it went to like whenever seven part two came out and we all got to go to see the screenings of it early. And, you know, it's just being in a room of all these people that take their job so seriously and get to be a part of that. And that's where, you know, you don't see that at Disney. You don't see people working at Peter Pan and being like, well, Peter Pan's the greatest movie of all time. And that's it's the attraction I work for. But you see that at Universal. You see they they go beyond the attraction itself and they dive into the movie. And I know this because working or the people working at Minion or Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, I was in a screening with all of them watching Minions. And I wanted to shoot myself in the head <laughs> because anytime anything happened, they were freaking hooting and hollering about it. Woo, minions. It's like that that seriously. But that's how that's how Universal connects. That's how their team members connect to these things. They are more I will say they are more passionate about the place they work at than Disney is. Uh anyone can disagree with me on that as much, but I worked at both places. I experienced it both firsthand. Disney, you're working for the company. Universal, you're working for your actual workplace and everyone around with you. It's just that. And that's why I think they're more personal. That's why I think we get the experiences that we do with team members whenever we've been going in. And uh, as long as the people that are coming in keep that idealism, they keep that mindset going in, I think Universal is only going to get better and better with all the new attractions so it sounds that like they open you're- up. Sounds like you're saying that Universal has more of a sense of community in the workplace. A hundred percent, hundred percent respect, everything. It was besides being able to come here. If if this opportunity at the Diz would have never happened, I will a hundred percent say I would still be at Universal right now. It it was a great it was a great job. Um, 
it could have been a great career, but instead I got a better career. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sometimes things... Something more in line with yeah. what you want to do. <laughs> so that was... Should, not to put anybody down. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah, I have a lot of strong feelings. I'm sure I'll share more and more of them, but that's that's the basis of how I feel about my time working at Universal. I'll get into more fun stories as time goes along as always, but that's going to do it with this show so thank you all for uh, asking questions we'll we'll keep doing this again in the future as we always do every now and then with the question and answer show uh how can you send us questions of course go to our show notes page disunplug.com uh that will that's where you'll be able to find the link to the show and all the other ones that we do um just got to throw in a little uh, brief thing right now with YouTube. There is an error that people are having with YouTube there. If they're trying to watch a show that we broadcasted live on their app, it is going to come up with playback error. This is a known thing that YouTube has on their back end. It's their problem. They are trying to correct this. So right now you can only watch our shows. Uh, if you didn't catch them live, you can only watch them through a browser, not on the YouTube app. So it's, Oh, so when you asked me the other day, that's why. Yeah, okay. as soon as it's fixed by them, they will notify us, and then we'll be able to tell you about it. So just, just a heads up, if anyone else asks... Uh, let them know that as well as if you have any more questions about what happens with these shows, uh, some of the issues that you might think you have, go to disboards.com uh, and go in the Dis Unplugged forum. And I put up a nice FAQ about anything that you might have a question of, including YouTube bears, <laughs> uh, that is worth a read if you have lots of questions on that. Of course, reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all, all that good stuff. Find us. Those links are in the show notes as well. Uh, I can't remember. You iTunes, subscribe, youtube.com slash disunplugged, youtube.com slash info. Subscribe to all of those. Hit like on this video if you didn't hit it yet. There is one a-hole out there who keeps <laughs> disliking the video hours before it starts. Uh, we as need to find this person. Posted, yeah. We need to track them down. And the best way to combat this jerk is by everyone hitting that thumbs up button now. So let's do it. For iTunes, of course, just leave us a review. None of that just mattered. I don't know why you're still listening. Uh, and, uh, of course, thank you. Thank you to you guys in the room. Thank you to all of you out there who have listened and watched. We appreciate all your support and comfort. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode. So we will be back again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Oh, Resolutions. Resolutions. Oh, resolutions are universal. Sugar.